Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Dollar Tree, dollar no longer, and your news update, and Royce and I get Ford Tough on this edition of State of the Bands Weekend, starting right now. Hello and welcome to this edition of Arbitrage, State of the Bands Weekend for the weekend of October 2nd, 2021. I'm Joshua Stark. Dollar Tree, embedded in its very name what it stands for. Behind these doors, everything can be had for just one dollar. The mantra to which the Chesapeake, Virginia company has held true for decades will only be mostly true. After expanding nationwide from only a handful of stores in Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia, Dollar Tree is breaking the mold and will sell some items in some locations that exceed the tantalizing $1 grab-and-go price. The cost of clothes, cars, food, and just about everything else has soared this year as the global economy emerges from a pandemic uppercut and Dollar Tree has not been untouched. People in northeastern China ate breakfast by the light of smartphones and shopkeepers turned on generators as much of the country enforced power cuts Wednesday to meet official conservation targets and ease shortages in some areas. News reports blame high coal prices they say make power companies reluctant to make booming demand as economists say the real motive is political. Officials are under pressure to curtail energy use to meet official targets. In Shenyang, the northeast's most populous city, restaurant owner Li Lufang used a battery from an electric bicycle to run a pot for noodles after seeing a notice power would be switched off at 7.30 a.m. Li said he started working two hours early at 6 a.m. to prepare chicken, sauces, and other dishes. There are some impacts, but not a big impact, Lee said, as customers ate by smartphone lights. The latest in a series of U.S. satellites that has recorded human and natural impacts on Earth's surface for decades was launched into orbit from California to ensure continued observations in the era of climate change. Landsat 9 was carried into space aboard a United Launch Alliance Atlas V rocket that lifted off from foggy Vandenberg Space Force Base at 11.12 a.m. Monday. The satellite successfully separated from the rocket's upper stage more than an hour later. A project of NASA and the U.S. Geological Survey, Landsat 9 will work in tandem with a predecessor, Landsat set 8 to extend a nearly 50-year record of land and coastal region observations that began with the launch of the first Landsat in 1972. Landsat 9 will take the orbital track of Landsat 7, which will be decommissioned. And last, a Danish artist who was given a pile of money by a museum with which to create a piece of artwork submitted two empty canvases titled Take the Money and Run. Jens Harning 
was given the equivalent of nearly $84,000 in Danish kroner and Euro banknotes by the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg for its exhibition on labor conditions and money entitled Work It Out that opened September 24th. The museum commissioned him to recreate two of his earlier pieces, which featured banknotes attached to a canvas representing the average annual wage in Denmark and Austria. As well as lending him the notes, the museum also paid him 25,000 kroner, or $3,900 for the work. But when the museum officials received the completed artworks, they were blank. The artwork is that I have taken the money, Hanning said in a radio show. He declined to say where the money was. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This week's State of the Bands blog includes DNA snafus, Ford trucks built green tough, and what's art anyway? All this and more in this week's State of the Bands blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce. Josh, I have a bone to pick with you. No. Yes. No. You've, you've seen that show before, right? Bones? Yes. Yes. Forensic pathologists basically using cadavers to figure out cold cases. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely know that one. Yeah. So that they're taking it a step further. They're using DNA recently. Um, have you ever heard of uh, something called 23andMe? I have. A- Ancestry.com? Yep. Well, they're pulling some of that data that we're voluntarily giving them, and they're using it to solve more cold cases. Oopsie. Yep. So um, recently they were able to literally pull from public record, and I think they've solved seven or eight cold cases just by taking um, the genealogy uh, scans from the, the medical data that you voluntarily gave that was eventually released to the public to to solve cold cases um rather quickly it it's kind of neat and and cool how um they can literally just take your blood and turn it into hey you did this yeah it's kind of scary too a little bit of a minority report mixed in with gattaca i think yeah i believe so yeah yeah it it, i personally uh have a little bit of an issue with some of this because in my opinion it's it's like okay what prevents someone from weaponizing something like this right okay explain that all right so if you have all of this public information and you know what everyone's allergic to and you know what everyone's 
um, will react to what's to prevent you from putting together a list of people that are, let's say, all have orange allergies and just putting a, you know, a bunch of oranges in a room with them. That's kind of freaky. Or peanuts or, or shellfish. Yep. Any of those allergies. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that like HIPAA doesn't uh, apply here. So technically speaking, HIPAA applies to doctor-patient confidentiality and the files therein. Uh, these particular DNA results were voluntarily given. Fine print, my friend. Wow. I, I, I can't believe that the names are still attached to them, though. But I guess that, yeah. that helps. And I guess the subpoena does help, too. So, absolutely. Uh, there are many cases of law enforcement pulling databases from companies uh, to solve crimes, uh, computer crimes, and and things of the sort. Yeah. I I never thought it would get this far this quickly. We are living in a strange future. Strange, strange time. And if you go to our article on arbitragetrade.com, you can read more about this, where there were two cases, two cold cases in, in particular, uh, where a rapist uh, could be found and, a, and a, a serial killer. Pretty darn cool. Yeah. Yeah. Used for good. There we go. Much power become or uh, with much power comes much comes responsibility. responsibility. Yep. Something like that. Okay, Uncle Ben. Okay, Spider-Man's going to be disappointed in me. But, you know, I'm disappointed we're going to have to go to another segment on this. More after this on Arbitrage's State of the Bands weekend. Stick around. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Austin Moody wanted to apply his cybersecurity skills in his home state of Michigan, teaming up with investigators for the state police to analyze evidence and track down criminals. But the recent graduate set the idea aside after learning an unpaid internship was his only way into the Michigan agency. I don't know how many people can afford to take an unpaid internship, especially when it's in such high demand in the private sector. Moody said of fellow cybersecurity job seekers, unpaid internships in cyber aren't really a thing beyond the public sector. Hiring and keeping staff capable of helping fend off a constant stream of cyber attacks and less severe online threats tops the list of concerns for state technology leaders. There's a severe shortage of those professionals and not enough financial firepower to compete with federal counterparts, global brands, and specialized cybersecurity firms. 
people who are still in school are being told there's a really good opportunity in cybersecurity, really good opportunities for high pay. And ultimately, these state and local governments can't keep up from a salary perspective with a lot of private organizations. State governments are regular targets for cyber criminals drawn by the troves of personal data within agencies and computer networks that are essential to patrolling highways, maintaining election systems, and other key state services. Notable hits since 2019 include the Washington State Auditor, Illinois' Attorney General, Georgia's Department of Public Safety, and computer servers supporting much of Louisiana's state agencies. Cities, too, come under attack, and they have been even fewer resources than states to stand up cyber defenses. Aided by industry groups, the federal government and individual states have created training programs, competitions, and scholarships in hopes of producing more cybersecurity pros nationwide. These strategies could take years to pay off. However, states have turned to outside contractors, civilian volunteers, and National Guard units for help when their systems are taken down by ransomware and other attacks. States needed to fill nearly 9,000 cybersecurity jobs as of this summer, according to CyberSeek, a joint project of the Computing Technology Industry Association and the National Institute of Standards and Technology. The total is probably higher because the project doesn't count job listings that states posted only to their employment portals. State leaders are reluctant to detail the number of vacancies, worried that further that could further entice potential attackers. State's top security officials have ranked inadequate cybersecurity staffing among their top concerns every year since the National Association of State Chief Information Officers and Deloitte began surveying the group in 2014. The problem isn't limited to state governments. U.S. officials make no secret of their own struggles to hire cybersecurity pros or retain them. The Department of Homeland Security alone has 2,000 cybersecurity job vacancies, and the Biden administration promoted 300 new hires this summer. The $95,412 average salary of a local or state cyber employee lagged by $25,000 or more in 2020 compared with the pay in the federal government, the financial services industry, and IT services according to a survey conducted by the International Information System Security Certification Consortium, a trade association. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend. Stick around. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
Hey, Royce, my Mercedes is running amazingly well. Yeah, but is it running green? Well, it's got an energy saver mode, but it's also got that sport mode that I gotta have on, so... Yeah, you might want to get Ford Tough. Ford Tough? Yeah, but before you start dropping F-bombs, let's talk about the F-Series with Ford, okay? It's only the best-selling truck within, like, what, 70 years? That's why Fords have been America's truck for, yeah, almost a century here. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not at all. But um, did you hear about uh, Ford uh, teaming up with some uh, innovations uh, from South Korea? Yeah, I have heard about that, actually. And did you hear what they're doing in Tennessee specifically? Yes. They are building a giant battery plant here. So they're going to be building, uh, they're going to be building two actually. They're going to be building a a, a five point six billion dollar plant in Stanton, Tennessee, which is close to Memphis, by the way. Yes. Um, that's going to be one of those. That's going to be the assembly plant for an all electric F one fifty. Now, rednecks, before you stop the tape, it sounds pretty cool. They're also going to be building a five point Eight billion dollar Kentucky plant for just batteries, but that's not Tennessee. That's not Tennessee. <laughs> but I'll tell you something that 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 is interesting about Kentucky. Kentucky also houses is home to a Chevrolet plant making Corvettes. Nice. So electric Corvette maybe in the works. Oh no! Don't don't make me say that. That would be beautiful. I mean, hey, we've seen uh, Teslas in their cars with the amount of torque. You've seen the fast button. Yeah, the Plaid is very, very nice. But let's talk a little bit more about this Ford truck. Bringing about 10,800 jobs to Tennessee and Kentucky. So, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love to hear senators talk about this particular thing because I believe I want to say it was Rand Paul last year was condemning uh, basically uh, saying it was going to ruin the, 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 the um, ruin the market make it impossible to basically sell uh, gas guzzling trucks right and now he's singing the praises um, of you know this new green deal you know yep. it, it's it, it's it's amazing what a dollar bill can do. Well, it's kind of funny because you know we have uh, we have Mitch McConnell, who's the Senate Republican leader. Uh, we also have Marsha Blackburn, who we know because she's been the representative for uh, for Shelby County, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. And and they are both just applauding this. Now we are nonpartisan here. Yeah, we try to remain nonpartisan, but it's nice to see some Republicans stepping up into that green situation. You know? Yeah, a lot. I think I think someone even said it's going to basically transform the landscape of West Tennessee. Yeah, here's the thing: it's going to give us a huge tax credit. It's going to give us uh, some some interesting credits when it comes to. Uh, the one trillion dollar infrastructure plan because they are mounting what's called a green new deal. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll be getting some benefits off of that. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands weekend.
Help. Ajuda. Bangju. Edem. Help. In the wake of a disaster, there are many people from all backgrounds and all walks of life who need help. Help is available through FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. We're here to provide help to all those who need it. Help. Bonjo. Edem. Bangju. Help. If you or someone you know has been affected by a disaster, call us at 800-621-FEMA. If your home or property has been damaged or destroyed, you've lost your job or income, or face other emergency needs, please call the Federal Emergency Management Agency at 800-621-FEMA. FEMA. Help is here. A public service message brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Get your indexes ready. It's Winners and Losers ETF Edition. All exchange-traded funds take out fees and expenses, and all funds are non-diversified. Let's get started. This winner, up 56%, seeks daily investment results that correspond to two times the performance of the Bloomberg Natural Gas Sub-Index for a single day. The fund seeks to meet their investment objectives by investing normally in natural gas futures contracts. It may also invest in swaps if the market for a specific futures contract experiences emergencies or disruptions or in situations where the sponsor deems it impractical or inadvisable to buy or sell futures contracts. ProShares Ultra Bloomberg Natural Gas, symbol B-O-I-L, Starts at $75.50 a share. Next, this winner up 37% seeks daily investment results of 200% of the daily performance of the S&P Oil and Gas Exploration and Production Select Industry Index. The fund invests at least 80% of its net assets in financial instruments such as swap agreements, securities of the index, and ETFs that track the index, and other financial instruments that provide daily leveraged exposure to the index or to ETFs that track the index. The index is designed to measure the performance of a sub-industry or a group of sub-industries determined based on the global Industry Classification Standards, Direction Daily, S&P Oil and Gas, Exploration and Production, Bull three times, symbol G-U-S-H, starts at $95.78 a share. Losers this week, this loser down 27%, seeks to replicate the returns of twice of the daily performance of the S&P 500 VIX Short-Term Futures Index. The index was designed to provide investors with exposures to one or more maturities of futures contracts on the VIX, which reflects implied volatility of the S&P 500 index at various points along the volatility forward curve. Velocity shares daily two times VIX short term, symbol TVIX, starts at 550 a share. Next, this loser down 20% seeks daily investment results of 200% of the daily performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index. The fund invests at least 80% of its net assets in financial instruments such as swap agreements, ETFs that track the in index, securities of the index, and other financial instruments that provide daily leveraged exposure to the index or to ETFs that track the index. 
The index is comprised of publicly traded companies that operate globally in both developed and emerging markets and are involved primarily in mining for gold and silver. Direction Daily Gold Miners Bull Two Times Shares, symbol NUGT, starts at 5312 a share and lasts at 17% down. This loser in, seeks in daily investment results that correspond to three times the daily performance of the NASDAQ 100 index. The index includes 100 of the largest domestic and international non-financial companies listed on the NASDAQ stock market. ProShares Ultra Pro QQQ, symbol TQQQ, starts at 150.83 a share. Winners and losers is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute advice and trading. Percentages and stock prices were current as of time of recording. Arbitrage Trade Analytics is solely responsible for the content of this podcast, but you should seek out the existence of a licensed professional for investment advice. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey Royce, I'm thinking about buying some art. What do you think? Um, not another NFT. No, 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 no NFTs. I'm thinking about uh, standard, you know, art, man. Just a canvas and and paint and 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 the, kroners. Last time I heard you, wait, kroners isn't that Danish money? That's Danish money, man. Uh, okay. Um. Money is art, technically, because money is, it, it's drawn, it's art. Well, and so if you put it onto canvases, does that make it bigger art? How much would it sell for? Technically speaking. So, a Danish artist uh, named uh, Jens Honig, okay, he was given the equivalent of nearly $84,000 in Danish kroner and euro banknotes by the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg to recreate one of his pieces of artwork. Uh, basically, uh, the piece of artwork was uh, the banknotes attached to a canvas representing the average national wage in Denmark and Austria. Okay, how much did they pay him to do that? Technically speaking, they paid him around $4,000. Ah. But here's the thing. <laughs> they gave him $84,000 in Danish kroner, and Euro banknotes, he submitted two empty canvases and called it Take the Money and Run. And he did. Brilliant. Brilliant. You can't fault that man. Well, they think they can. Um, He says that the artwork is that he took the money. Um, He declined to say where it was, um, but he's a known provocateur as well. So... 
Um, the artwork represented his current work situation, and well, if you're only yeah. going to pay an artist thirty nine hundred dollars, that's starving, right? Starving artist. Yes, technically a starving artist, and you're going to put eighty four thousand dollars in front of him and expect him to not take the money and run. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it just I'm gonna take a picture of the money, put the picture on the canvas, call that art. Well. It's a uh, it's it's an ongoing story. We'll see how uh, we'll see how Jan's um, comes out of this in the in the wash. Have you heard about the uh, the girl with the balloon? You've heard of that kind of art, yeah. right? The girl with balloon, yeah. Uh, girl with balloon was a Banksy. Uh, yeah, exactly. The Banksy, yeah, yeah. Uh, reproduced uh, many many times on many many London buildings. Yeah. Uh, well, with that. Uh, did you remember when I think it was 2018 he shredded that piece of art? You know, we did a story on that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Well, are they going to try to sell the shredded picture? So here's the thing, right? 1.4 million dollars was the original price of Girl with Balloon. Um, it sold at Sotheby's, and as soon as the gavel hit, a uh, built-in little shredder started to shred the canvas. Now it has gone up. Uh, it is going up this month in Sotheby's, London, uh, London, October fourteenth. Not five point five million dollars to eight point three million dollars. That's the pre-sale estimate. Yeah. Wow. You want to invest in some art? No, I think I'm going to try to bring back grunge and see if I can make that work. There we go. <laughs> well. <laughs> That's it for us. I think we're going to end on that note. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next time on State of the Bands. See on page four that the projections need to be tornado next Thursday. Seriously? Thursday? Can't do that. Uh Uh-uh. This is really inconvenient. I have yoga that day. I have no time for this. So I can't do Thursday, but I can do Friday. Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. Communicate. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is a privately held market research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the content of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit Arbitrage trade.com Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market